The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another episode of talking halos i am your host today jared timms and i am joined alongside my co-host my partner in crime nate green and his team not yet not yet i'm kidding i'm kidding i know you told me that funny story but we won't get there we won't talk about it we'll keep it on the we'll keep it on the down low for now so nate how you doing tonight doing fantastic how are you i'm not doing too bad i am excited to talk some angels baseball with you i know you are excited to talk some Angels baseball with me, and I don't really know where this is going to go tonight. I really don't. I mean, we kind of we didn't really watch the game. We watched recaps. You had your home opener for summer ball. I played slow pitch softball. Mistake on my part. I suck tonight. You know, it, it is what it is. But Nate, how'd your game go? Let's just let's just start there. We won seventeen to six. So it, it felt good. We stole ten bases. Uh, we went. Single, stolen base, single to start the game, which uh, it's a good way to start uh, your summer ball. Nate, you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like 1980s baseball. You running some 1980s baseball there? Yeah, the only thing we didn't do was bunt um, because I wanted them to swing it. But, yeah, pretty much any time we got to first base, the guy tried to steal second. And I think we got caught once and stole 10 bags. Only hit one bomb. So... I think we played the little 1980s baseball, and I mean, we got 17 rounds out of it, so. That will work. That that really will, and I expect that you, if you ever call a bunt during summer ball, I'm going to come to Arizona, which is where you're at right now, and slap you across the head a couple times and drive back. I'm going to make that six-hour drive just to slap you. I just, I hope, I hope you know. So do not, if I, I hear I, that you put down a bunt sign for anybody, I will come out there and I will beat you. I told them today, we only have three signs, and you'll be lucky if you see one sign all summer. Um, I said, unless we're like undefeated trying to play for a championship, and it's the last inning, and it's a tie game, that might be the only time you'll see a bunt. Other than that, if you bunt on your own, that's fine, but I'm not giving you any signs. That's fair. I mean, summer ball. I, don't, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yo, guys, we're going no signs here. Don't care. Find a fastball. Hit it. 
Don't strike out very much. Let's try to see how many balls we can hit over the fence. And, I mean, you can see my philosophy on it, on summer ball. There is there is that. So, I don't know. You know, I just figured I'd ask you how you're doing. And let's just jump right into this today's recap. You know, Shohei Otani pitched fantastically, by the way. And, Nate, I mean, I, like I said, I know we didn't watch the game. But would you have taken him out? 78 pitches. He seemed to be rolling with the way the bullpen's been the past three games or so against Oakland. It, it's, it's tough to take him out after 78 pitches, right? Absolutely, especially knowing the uh, the offense the Tigers are running out there. I mean, it's not really an offense where you're super, super scared of it. Like, you know, it's not one where you're like, oh, no, like we don't want these guys to see Otani a third or a fourth time. It's it's an offense that you can attack. And, you know, some guys have a shot to take you deep. But more times than not, um, I think if you attack, you, you should be fine against this offense. So with the stuff he had tonight, I would have let him run back out there. Um, I think the biggest number of the night was the one walk. Um, and I know that was a concern of yours coming into the start. Like he probably uses sticky stuff of some sort. Maybe it's pine tar, maybe it's rosin, whatever, but, um, would he be able to throw strikes and would he, would he be able to throw all of his pitches? And we'll get into that. I know a little bit, but I think it it was a, a really good sign to see one walk out of him, especially knowing he's had a lot of control issues. So I, I was really excited with the start. Oh, I, we can jump right into in, into Shohei Otani stuff tonight. And honestly, like I said, I'm I'm not really afraid to talk about this because it's something that's going it's going on around around all the baseball right now. And and we can just kind of jump right into it. We saw Shohei Otani only throw ten split fingers tonight. Thirteen percent of his pitches tonight were split fingers, and that makes total sense. I think that when it comes to the sticky stuff, that the split finger is probably one of the most affected pitches in in baseball. I'd say. And I mean, not only, you know, the command with the sticky stuff, but I think the split finger in general, it's a tough pitch to pitch, a tough pitch to throw, but you can go into baseball savant and look this stuff up. Like I'm looking right at it right now. Shohei Otani's fastball was down 191 RPM. Shohei, oh, slider, sorry. Shohei Otani's four-seam fastball was down 175 RPM tonight. Shohei Otani's splitter was down 367 RPM tonight. And Shohei Otani's curveball, he only threw it five times. So I'm not really even going to give it that it was down 450 RPM because that's not even feasibly possible. So I, I there is some type of glitch here with, with the curveball. But and even moving on to the cutter that he threw one time, that was down 200 RPM. So... I, I'm not saying that he uses it because we don't know that for a fact, but I mean, all indications are that he, you know, uses it because the, the spin is down. Some of the movement on the pitches was down as well, but we still saw Shohei Otani pitch one of his better games. Like you mentioned, one walk. I don't know. I don't think he walked. I don't think he hit anybody, but just one walk. On the night, and that—that's this—that's that, the biggest thing for Shohei Otani coming into the season. That was everybody's biggest fear was the command. And Nate, I mean, I got to kind of tip the cap to you. You—you you mentioned this multiple times before too. Command gets better with the Tommy John getting better as well. The second year, the command's going to get better. We, you know, we we didn't get to see the command very well at the beginning of the season. We saw a lot of walks, we saw a lot of swings and misses, but we saw a lot of walks. 
And I think we're really getting into what Shohei Otani can really do right now, and it's very, very scary. But, you know, back on to the, the RPM and the spin and, and all that stuff, it's it's very interesting, you know? Like, you can totally tell now, in a sense, who's using it and who's not, or who... I, I think that, like we've said or in previous... Who's pod- affected by it and who's not. Yeah, you, you can see who's affected by it and not and who's not. And those guys that are affected by it are very vocal about it. You know, like Shohei Otani's not going to say a thing about it, I don't think. He could say something. I don't think he's going to say a thing about it just because, first off, that's not his personality, and and, and we know what Shohei Otani's personality is like. But second off, because he's pitching just as good with it. Now, that doesn't mean that his next start, if he, if he loses the command of it... I, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody in the media asked, like, hey, what was up with the command tonight? Or I guess it's kind of a thing that, you know, that that goes unmentioned. It's like, well, well, that makes sense. And and like I said, I think we I think we said this yesterday on the podcast was we were both, I think, fairly worried about today's start. Or maybe I said it earlier in the week. We we were, I think, both concerned about this start for Shohei Otani, and he just in a sense, shoved it right back at us and said, hey, Jared, hey, Nate, not that you guys, that he listens to this podcast, not that anybody uh, that important listens to this podcast, but he, he basically just shoved it back in our face and said, hey, I don't need this sticky stuff. If you were, if he was using it, which, again, all indications say that he were, was, you know, I, I don't need the sticky stuff. So, yeah, and that kind of brings me to kind of an interesting point before we get moving any farther with tonight's their last night's tonight's breakdown of the game that the Angels won, and that is what Tyler Glass now said. I, I kind of wanted to bring that up, and I want to continue not to bring it up, but I, I think we need to talk about it. You know, Nate, there is no possible way on God's green earth that anybody can get hurt because they're not using the sticky stuff. Correct? I, I don't think so. I think he he just is taking it a little too far. He's seeing after one outing he didn't have his best stuff um and then he leaves early uh, because of an injury and he's like yeah uh, it's got to be the sticky stuff because it's not him there's no way it could possibly be like that he throws super super hard um with kind of a, a tough arm action on his on his stuff so yeah I, I think he really took this a little too far and just really just wanted to blame the injury on something because I think that's kind of what you want to do. Like you don't want to admit that like, Hey, I actually got hurt pitching. Like I'd rather blame it on major league baseball and, and let them know like, Oh, you guys screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. It just, and you know this and I, I've been, we've all been vocal about this and we're going to take the player's side 99% of the time, 95% of the time. This is one of those times where I'm, I'm not going to take the player's side on this because I just don't think that, you know, it has any effect on that. I think it was a freak injury just like every single time Tommy John is. I think Tommy John is a freak injury in general. We know what causes it and we know, we don't know how to fix it. I mean, we know how to fix it, but we know, we don't know how to fix the cause of it, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, this is this is going to be one of those times where I'm just not with the player on this. I'm not with what Glass now said, and you know I, I don't want to say it was stupid, but honestly, that that response is kind of stupid. Now, when you look at what Garrett Cole's saying, I, I I'm 100 percent with Garrett Cole on on everything. I'll back Garrett Cole up no matter what. I mean, I think that I think that he's doing it the right way. 
and I, I think that we're both in agreement that Trevor Bauer is not doing this the right way, and it's it's rough to watch the, everything unfold the way it is right now, and, and I wish it was during the offseason this was all unfolding because we could try to fix it. You know, baseball in general can try to fi- could try to fix it in the offseason, but we're in the middle of a season, and, and we have guys getting hurt supposedly because of it. We have guys getting hit because of it. We have strikeouts go down. We have... We have money implications on this. We, I think we really do have money implications on this, on this whole thing and the sticky stuff. And, and it's, it's a shame that this is where it's at right now. And I think it, that's just kind of the way it is right now, unfortunately. So let's get on to this recap. Um, what were you going to say? Quick, I, did, I did agree with Trevor Bauer about uh, the consistency, like how, how one umpire could throw a guy out for something that another guy won't. I I do think that that is something that could be an issue where there's not really a written rule. Like, hey, this is the rule. You can't have any sticky stuff. And it's like, well, what if I hairspray in and I, you know, go through my hair? Yeah. Is that qualified sticky stuff? Am I getting kicked out for that in 10-game suspension? one umpire may say yes, the other umpire may say no. So, like, that's the one thing that I agree with Trevor Bauer about is there's no consistency with this. The umpires have not been trained on this. It's just kind of like, all right, guys, if you see something that looks suspicious, toss them. Yeah, that, that's a tough thing, too, and I think that's, in a sense, a life lesson as well. Like, if you stay consistent with something, you're going to, you know, you're going to succeed more, I, I think. You know what? Whatever it is, so I, I I agree with that. You know that that that's tough. That consistency is not there, and that you know we're missing the consistency, and that can even go to like the baseballs too. Like if the baseball stayed consistently the same, we wouldn't even we probably wouldn't have this issue. I, I don't think we, there might be some talk about sticky stuff, but I, we wouldn't have this issue with everything with everything going on, you know, if that makes sense. If the balls stayed the same, I think I think it goes back to the balls, right? I mean, does it go back to anything else? No, no, no. It's definitely, this all is because the baseballs are extra slippery. They're very slick. They don't get rubbed up before the game too much. I know um, in high school, I know some people were like, oh, you know, why is it okay in high school? And I, I don't think the, that pine tar is okay in high school because um, before the game, the, the starting pitcher gets the baseball and he rubs up the baseball however he wants with the mud, with spit and dirt, whatever he wants. Um, so I think you can kind of make the baseball however you want it in high school. Once you get to the pros, they're almost pulling like brand new baseballs out of the bag and saying, here you go. Good luck. Well, I, I think you can go to the clubby, the clubhouse team member, whoever, whatever you want to call them, the, the equipment manager, whoever rubs up the balls and say, you know, Hey, I want, this is going to sound weird. Hey, I want my balls a little darker. <laughs> hey, I want my balls rubbed up a little bit more. I want my balls rubbed up a little bit less. You know, I think as a starter, you can go and say that. So, so I, I don't... You can. I don't necessarily like, think... You're not feeling... That's true. I mean, I, I think that's a feel... That's feel from your clubhouse guy. You know, that that's 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 when you got to trust that your clubhouse guy's got this. And, and, and I think now we're just kind of jumping into like a, a weird conversation. Yeah. What was that? 
Yeah, it's fine. Let's just move on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get where we're all going with this. I think that, like, when we're extending this into a clubhouse manager, you know, rubbing up baseballs, I think that, you know, this is kind of not, like, I, I think that we're kind of copping out in a sense with this. But, you know, back to what we were saying, like, it has everything to do with the balls. You know, if the balls weren't stitched as, as tight, if the balls weren't so slippery, if the balls, you know, were rubbed up the correct way with, you know, or if pitchers if we could just agree on a substance for them to use that will give them a little bit more of an advantage in a sense i think we'd be okay with that because if the balls are going to go jump off the bat like that why can't the pitchers do something you know like it 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 stems back to the balls so let's just jump right back into our our recap of tonight Shohei Otani pitched well like i said 78 pitches only through those 10 split fingers he went six innings, gave up five hits, one run, one run. It was earned a walk, like we said, and five strikeouts. Strikeouts were down again. He got his third win, though. Uh, Tony Watson came in after the not very good day the day before. He went a clean, well, a fairly almost clean. He gave up a hit. Didn't have any strikeouts or anything like that. And, um, Seventh inning, and then this is kind of where the wheels fell off the bus. Mike Myers came in, did not pitch an inning, didn't complete an inning. He gave up three hits on three runs with a walk thrown in there. And then Rysela Iglesias, I know, Nate, we're going to talk about this. With the two-inning save, I I don't know when the last time that happened because he's not normally a two-inning guy. He did give up the run. He did give up a run. He did give up a hit. Um... Or he gave up two hits and he struck out two, so I it's tough to see Iglesias throw those two innings, but it's good to see that he was actually able to do it, right? I I actually think that he is a two inning saves guy. I think early in his career when he became the closer, he loved pitching, you know, six out saves. He doesn't care as long as it's a safe situation. That's literally all he has asked for. He will get six outs for you. But he just wants it to be a safe situation. He's made that very, very clear throughout his entire career. So I don't really get upset with him pitching in that situation tonight. I actually really like it. Um, it's just kind of odd that they had to do that. That's how bad their bullpen has been this year. Um, but no, I, I definitely think Iglesias wouldn't have a problem. Like if you asked him a question after the game and said, hey, um, getting six outs tonight, was that frustrating to you? Would you rather have gotten three? Like, I don't think he would have been frustrated at all. I think he, the way his mentality is, like, if the game is close, give me the ball and I'm going to, I'm going to save this game as long as, you know, I'm not having to get 12, 15 outs. But I think six outs isn't a problem for him. Yeah, I, I, I do worry about it though because of the issues that have been had in the previous you know, in this year with him. But, yeah, I mean, if he's getting the saves, I, I'm I'm good with it. As long as he's closing out games, that was his 12th save of the year, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, as long as everything good is happening, so be it. So, Nate, we talked about this off, off the record. Let's talk about it on. Taylor Ward had the big grand slam. The Angels had been bothered by the big inning against them in the Oakland series. They had the big inning here today in the seventh inning. They scored five. With the Taylor Ward Grand Slam, man, this guy's not been too bad. And like you said, off the record, serviceable. Definitely serviceable. Now, I I would prefer to see another guy starting out there, and I think we all know who that is. 
just to get it because I, I think Taylor Ward is a very good utility player. I think he can play anywhere. <laughs> I mean, we've seen him play. He can play left. He can play. He can play all three outfield positions. He's done it this year already. Play third base. I would assume he could probably play second base in a pinch. I don't know if I'd put him at short. He could more than likely play first base, and he can catch. So Taylor Ward, the former first rounder that everybody kind of had been hating on, has all of a sudden turned into a really nice utility guy. And, and I mean, we talked about it off the record. Let's talk about it now. How good has this guy been for the Angels? Yeah, Clutch, he's definitely been serviceable. I, I think that's the right word, is serviceable. Um, I think I've heard a lot of hate on Taylor Ward because, you know, he's hitting 230, 240 um, after the game tonight. And people are just like, oh, you know, we're just kind of giving away at bats with Taylor Ward. But I, I, I think Taylor Ward has had some really competitive at bats. He's had some clutch hits. Um, and it seems like he's growing as a baseball player. Like, he's getting used to playing at the major league level and actually looking like he could stick in the major leagues as a 10-year vet for a while maybe be like a Mark DeRosa role where he's not going to play every day, but he can put on, he can put on any glove, play any position and just kind of help the team with the bat a little bit. Yeah. And, and like I've said on this podcast, when I, when Derek and John and I used to all do it together, this is a guy you need. <laughs> like I, I always said about David Fletcher, like David Fletcher is a very good utility guy. Like, I, I don't think he should ever be starting, and David Fletcher proved me wrong. He should be the Angels' se- starting second baseman on a daily basis until he can't do it anymore. Taylor Ward has stepped into that David Fletcher role that I thought David Fletcher would play, and every team needs a guy like this that can just play everywhere, and Joe Madden kind of thrives off this in, in that, in that who, who was it, Ben Zobris type of role in a sense, that that he played and David Fletcher kind of plays as well. And I, I think that, you know, this is one of the really good things that Joe Madden does is, is get the most out of these types of players. And, and we're seeing it here with Taylor Ward. I don't, I don't know what's going on in the background behind all this, but I, I feel like that is something definitely that has happened. And, and yeah, it, it's a team, it's a, it's a player that every playoff team needs is a Taylor Ward. Every playoff team needs a David Fletcher. Everybody needs one of those guys or two of those guys that can do everything. And, and they come up clutch when when it's needed. And, and David and Taylor Ward did it tonight. He hit, the, he hit the grand slam that ended up being, I think, the game. Yeah, it definitely was the game one of the game-winning runs. So, yeah, I, I, I'm all for it. Nate, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Like I said, I know we didn't watch tonight's game. But, you know, just recapping this, do you have anything else you want to talk about here? Uh, a couple things. One, uh, Otani did hit Miguel Cabrera in Miggy's second at bat in the fourth inning. So a little bit of a little bit more control stuff that we, we had talked about that kind of missed. But um, I did some digging with the Rasiel Iglesias. Um, September 13th was his last six-out save, September 13th of 2020. So he did get six outs last year. Um, I also looked at his very first year as a closer, which I believe was 2017. Eight of his 28 saves were six-out saves. I mean, then, yeah, he can definitely do it. I, I have no doubt that he can't do it, you know, but but it just seems like it wouldn't be his type of role with what we've seen this year and what we've talked about and 
some of the situations that Madden has put him in, in a sense. But good to see the Angels win. The Angels uh, roll to 34-35. and 35. Again, they play the Tigers tomorrow on the second day of reopening day, which is quite nice. I didn't mention that yet. It was good to see a decently packed Angels stadium. Uh, it, it's fantastic to see that. Fantastic to see it all around baseball right now, and I, and I hope it doesn't change. I hope it continues that way. So, Tomorrow's game, which is actually today's game, if you're listening to this, sorry guys, we record it tonight. We record it the night of, but it will be Jose Urania, I believe, against Alex Cobb. Let's predict it. Nate, what do you got? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I got, I got the Tigers winning this one. Um, I think this is going to be a back-and-forth series. I think it's going to end up being a split. Um, and like I've said all week, the Angels have really hit bad pitching well. And Urania has pitched really well this year. Um, and I think his stuff played really well against the Angels. I do. Um, not a strikeout guy per se, more of a sinker guy. Uh, Got to get a lot of ground ball outs and put the ball in play. So if he can run that sinker against Upton and on the hands, if he can run that sinker to, to Fletcher and get a lot of ground ball outs, he's going to be tough in the Angels because the Angels don't strike out. So when they're face strikeout guys, I, I, I get worried for the pitcher because he's going to have a tough night. He's going to throw 100 pitches, and it's going to be a grind for five innings because that guy's not going to get too many strikeouts. But with the guy who's a contact guy, sinker ball guy, it's going to be tough on the Angels. Um especially if they're going to put the ball in play a lot. I think the Tigers win the game 5-3. to three. Nate, you're wrong. Like always, Angels are going to win tomorrow. Angels are going to win like 10-5 to five or something like that. The bats are going to stay hot against bad pitching like we've mentioned before. Um, and that's all I kind of got on it. I think that Alex Cobb is going to continue pitching decently. I do worry about the sticky stuff with him because he does have that split finger, and I think we saw it in his previous outing, if I'm not mistaken, I could totally be wrong, but I, I, I just, I do kind of worry about that, and I'm going to continue to worry about that, and I'm going to continue to be vocal about it too, but I, I, I don't know, you know, 
I feel like a split is such a cop-out answer, Nate. I think I think we got to go away from splits from now on in four-game sets just because that's a very cop-out answer. It, it 100% is. I, I 100% agree with you. But <laughs> I'm just telling you how, how this thing's going to work. Um, the Tigers have played really well as of late. They've beaten some some really good teams. And I don't know. I My prediction, though, I will – I will tell you the two games they will win is tomorrow on Sunday. I think Casey Mize is going to be very tough on the Angels. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I was worried about them facing Matt Manning. They seem to have handled him okay. Uh, they only got two runs yeah. off him, but it, like I said, it, it it's the Tigers are sneaky. <laughs> I think we've mentioned this many times, just like the Red Sox were sneaky coming into it. I don't think they're sneaky anymore. The uh, the Tigers are a sneaky team. It's it's a it's a scary team. It really is with this pitching staff. They're young, they're hungry, and you can't count them out of uh, count them out of really anything. Especially against you know late in the games against an Angels bullpen that hasn't been that sharp as of late. It's been kind of a roller coaster per se. I think they've haven't been too bad if you look at the stats. But in June, but just going back to the A series, it does kind of worry me. And and even the start of this series with Mike Myers giving up the three spot and even. Uh, Russell Iglesias giving up the one spot, so I, I I don't know. I'm I'm with you. It's it's it'll be a fun series, and I hope the Angels can can take three or four sweeps. So let's take a quick trip around the Angels farm. Nate, you can sit back, relax, and enjoy it as we go to Salt Lake City. The bees won nine to four. The only but the only guy that I know all of you guys are interested in, Joe Adele, two for five with a double and a single. He also walked. Nate, the big number here, zero strikeouts on the day. He improves his OPS to 1.022. We saw Dylan Peters pitch pretty well. He's also still on the 40-man roster. He went four innings, gave up five hits on one run, no walks, and five strikeouts. Sleggers, who was just demoted, um, he pitched one inning, gave up a hit on a run, and had a strikeout as we move to double a the rocket city trash pandas lost nine to one not a whole lot to talk about gavin uh, not gavin wow i mean gavin chin uh Cinchini, i think is how you say it went two for four orlando martinez was the guy i was looking for he, he also went two for four i'm going to continue preaching his name i think he needs to get up to triple a really really soon and another sneaky guy to keep an eye on david mckinnon the first baseman He's, uh, he went one for four tonight, but he is also batting 286 with an 805 OPS. When you look at the pitching, not a whole lot to like down there, unfortunately. Kyle Molnar is definitely a guy to keep in mind. Uh, UCLA product, SoCal product as well. I know the ERA hasn't reflected where he's been, but he is coming off some some injuries. I think a second Tommy John surgery, and it, it'll just I think it's going to continue to be some time with him until we see him get going a little bit better. So on to high A, the Tri-City Dust Devils. <clears throat> Excuse me, they won 5-3. to three. Big day again from Brendan Davis, who went 2-4 for four with a run, an RBI, and a strikeout. The Lakewood High School native is continuing to play well. And they, the Tri-City Dust Devils just went kind of bullpen day. Davis Daniels went two innings. Cole Dunsing went an inning in a third. Eric Julio went two innings, and Zach Christofak got the save. I believe he is the Tennessee University uh, pitcher that the Angels drafted a couple years ago. 
Uh, he got his third save of the year. Definitely a guy to keep an eye on there as well. Jordan Adams didn't play either. I think he's just kind of getting a day off, working his legs back into shape there from the injury. And finally, on to low A, where the Inland Empire 66ers won 4-3 against the Lake Elsinore Storm. The big name here, Jeremiah Jackson, hit his seventh home run of the year. Jose Reyes hit his second home run and as many days, his third of the year. And big prospect name here, Jack Kachanowicz pitched. He got the start down there. Went four innings, gave up one hit on two runs, walked six guys, and only had two strikeouts. Don't let the ERA fool you. He's been working on some stuff down there. And it is quite fun to see the 6-6 big righty do his thing with a huge curveball. It's it's just a lot of fun to see him work. So, Nate, any final thoughts before we let everybody go? Um, Matt Vice caught again tonight, which is always interesting, I think. Um, he's been raking in AAA, not saying he should be called up, but just I think it's an interesting fact that he's getting some more starts behind the dish. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see how this series ends up. You know, I, I did call split and give you a cop out answer. I apologize for that, but um, I, that, that's kind of what I see happening. I, I see uh, two baseball teams, one kind of at the opposite ends of the spectrum. One team's like really, really hungry to show that they want to be there, and some of these young guys on the Tigers are like, "Hey, I want to be part of this future." where you're looking at some of the angels and it's like, I don't see that fight and I don't want to call anyone out. It just feels like, yes, they, they fight till the, till the end of the game. Like they don't want to lose, but it doesn't feel like anyone's playing for a job. And I think they should all be playing for jobs right now. Definitely. I mean, I, I agree. I think that if you're going to play 1980s baseball, like we've said multiple times, you got to, kind of make it feel that way too and it, it doesn't feel like you know everybody kind of has their job and nobody in a sense really cares but then again you know Nate that's kind of what money does unfortunately like, I, I don't want to bring I don't want to make this a conversation but that's that's kind of what money does you know Justin Upton's in left field has has his money he's doing his thing you know again not to single anybody out again Anthony Rendon at third base has his money doing his thing Mike Trout in center field has his money doing his thing you know Jose Iglesias, shortstop, brings the energy. So, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm with you there. You know, I, I it's it'll be interesting to see. I think at some point the Angels have to prove that they can beat good teams. They can't just go off and beat bad teams like they have been doing as of late. So, guys, just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Leave us a review. Say hi. Slide into the DMs. I don't mind. Say hi to me. We'll talk some baseball. Say hi to Nate. I'll talk some baseball with you. Maybe you can, you know, go bother Nate, do his thing. You can follow us at, follow me on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Go follow us on all our social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. (laughs) 